In the end, we only regret the chances we didn't take. What a quote about taking risks. Sometimes life has a way of throwing curveballs at us. How do we make life decisions, family decisions, career decisions? Find out right here, right now on Speak Salt. You're listening to Speak Salt, equipping you to dialogue on today's overlooked topics in and out of the church. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Speak Salt. Excited to have you dialed in today. Uh, check out our other Speak Salt podcast available. We probably have about a dozen or so. Um, it's it's great to be back behind the mic. This is actually the first uh, time we're recording in a little while. And again, catch up on some of the other uh, ones we've done. We've got some great podcasts that are available. Leave us a review um, and a rating uh, wherever you get your podcasts. That helps us tremendously. Uh, my name is Joe Arminio. I'm the host of Speak Salt. We're broadcasting live from the Abundant Life Campus in Whippany, New Jersey. You can stay in touch with me on Instagram at joearminio.2. I'm also on Facebook. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Joe Arminio Jr. You can also search Abundant Life Whippany for plenty of uh, messages and, and, and sermons and, and stuff like that. A lot of free tools on there, and we'd love you to get involved. So today, we're talking about a, a topic that everybody faces to some degree at one point or another. We have John Early in from Spencer, New York. And if you're saying, where is Spencer, New York? Um, you probably are saying, where is Spencer, New York, right, John? It's, 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 not, a common, it's not a common town, but it's an upstate New York. We have a blinking light and <laughs> more cows than people. Is that the type of area in upstate New York where if you burn your bathroom down, the house doesn't catch on fire? Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that we, we that, do have those. That gives you an idea. Now, John is—he doesn't just live in Spencer for fun, although I'm sure it's a lot of fun. He's actually the director of the renovation house uh, program, which is a a drug and alcohol rehabilitation center that we have here at Abundant Life. Uh, had the, had the oversight of that ministry for gosh, I don't know, 15, 20 years now. So uh, John's been on staff as director for how long has it been now? This is my sixth year. And he's doing a tremendous job. It's two different worlds on our two campuses because we have one here in New Jersey in Perth Amboy, which is which is obviously inner city for those of you that are listening in, in this area, in the New, New Jersey area, which is most of our listeners. Uh, but then our other campus is in Spencer, New York, which again, it's cows, it's woods, it's... Mud. It's mud. It's, uh, it's kill your own food and, and live off the land, right? It, it is. We, uh, we just ate our last chicken. She stopped laying eggs and we looked at her. We gave her plenty of warning. We said, Hey, look, sweetie, you got to produce because right. we're going to eat something tomorrow. It's either going to be an egg or it's going to be you. And she didn't take us seriously. So. Well, half of our listeners probably just turned off that are animal lovers and animal activists, but that's okay. I mean, so get as much as you can out of the chickens. And then when they're done, just fry them up, I guess. Yes, sir. <laughs> so John is, uh, he's down. Uh, today for a meeting that we have, and we also are excited because Sunday we have our graduation of our uh, program, our men's program. Also, and 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 by the way, I was going to say this at the end, which I will, but I'll I'll say it now. If if you need assistance or know someone that needs assistance in this area, you reach out to us. Uh, you can go to abundantlifewhippany.com. You can go to what's the renovation house website? How can they stay in touch with you? Renovationhouse.org. Renovationhouse.org. You're not a social media guy, right? 
not too much myself, but we do have social media. So I need There's a Facebook okay. page, Renovation House Spencer, New York. So search Renovation House Spencer, New York for, for social media. If they want to stay in touch with you, they'll have to come up and see you personally. I like that. Come see me. Yeah. We don't get a lot of guests. I mean, addiction, alcohol, drug, drug, uh, you know, addiction, it's rampant today. So if you're listening, chances are you know somebody at some point that has struggled uh, in their lives or, or you know someone currently that is. And uh, don't, don't, don't hesitate. We, our campuses often are, are filled, but it depends. Sometimes you call and you call at the right time and, and we're available to try to help uh, people that are battling this stuff. So uh, we're available. We want to help. And uh, Renovation House is a tremendous ministry. It's a men's ministry currently, but exciting, exciting news on the horizon that we we also have a women's home that is has been opened recently. And tell us a little bit about about that before we get into our theme today. The women's home um, we've been up and running for about a year and a half now, and you know we're we're producing we're producing fruit. We we always wanted to be able to reach out to to ladies that they would have a place to go. And we're now living a dream. We're walking in a reality. We have uh, a couple open beds there. It's a beautiful program and a beautiful location, um, 15 miles away from um, the nearest town out in the middle of nowhere of Spencer, New York. Our location provides a lot of uh, a lot of healing all by itself. It's very therapeutic, just tucked away in the mountains of uh, upstate New York. I asked John to come in. Uh, he's a personal friend as well as a ministry partner. And although what he's saying about the the, the women's home, the men's ministry, the, all the things that he's involved with and runs, and the people that we've been able to, to, to assist over the years, I mean, hundreds, if not thousands of men have graduated the, the renovation house program over the years, and we have a tremendous success rate. I'm not sure of the, the percentage off the top of my head, but I, I think it's in the 80s. We, we've looked at it. Um, I've looked at it over the last six years. Um, our success rate in Spencer has been as high as 87 and as low as 71. And what is generally the consensus is that over 40 years of ministry, we operate with an 80% rate of success for those that graduate the program. Right. And that, and that is, if, if you're in this world at all, you understand that that is unheard of. Uh, programs don't have success rates that high. Um, but I, I asked him to come in, not so much to talk about addiction. We, we, did a, we did a separate podcast, actually, on common addictions. So scroll all the way to the top. I think it's one of the first ones we did. Uh, you can check that one out um, on uncommon addictions and, and some, some, uh, some, some guests that we had that helped give insight on how they overcame some of those addictions in their lives. But uh, I asked John to come in and, 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 and record, not so much for that part, but because his life has always, one specific thing about his life has always intrigued me ever since I've known him. And that's when he took over the position of the director of Renovation House, I don't think he in any way was expecting that to happen. I think it was was kind of get thrown into the fire and and this is not what I was planning for. And he's also got some uh, some side endeavors, ministry things that he's involved with that I know also was not planned for. And I feel like today, 
because of the culture that we live in, because now there's really no excuse to be unprepared for things with the technology at our fingertips, with the microwave society that we live in, we really try to be as prepared and we have information available to be prepared for, for everything, you know, in life. It's just, it's, 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 it's easy to be prepared because we have so much uh, stuff available at our fingertips. But regardless of that, the fact remains, there are things that happens in life. They throw you curveballs. Life throws you curveballs at times. And sometimes there, there, there are areas that you need to avoid. And sometimes there are areas that you need to jump in headfirst and make the big splash. Um, it's, it's, it's something that, and especially some listeners that you may be real routine. Maybe you like to be prepared for everything. Maybe you're a list person. Maybe you like to, I went into, John, I went into the cabinet, uh, was it the cat then the other day? What was it? Um, oh my gosh, it's slipping my mind. Something that that at home we were talking about. I forget if it was like the vitamin cabinet or you, something like that. You had a list. No, there wasn't a list. Worse, uh, everything was was alphabetized. Oh, boy. like like the spices were alphabetized. So like the anise. I think that that's diagnosable, Joe. No, not for me. Not 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 me. Oh, my wife. Uh-oh. Yeah. So like you well, know, I'm not going to throw her under the, the bus. The anise not was on, first, not on your and then like you know, the turmeric was all the way at the end, or if, or if there was no, a V or an X or a Y or a Z, that was at the end. That's serious. And I just looked at it and I said, "This is this legitimately happening?" And Kristen was like, "Yeah, that's like it was it was it was not foreign to her. It was just what you do. You alphabetize the vitamins and the spice rack and all that stuff." And the ones we don't use were on a separate shelf, like the ones we really don't use, but they were also alphabetized. So the leftovers were, were alphabetized. Now, that's not common to me, but some people are like that. Some people are prepared for everything. And, and, and this, this podcast may be even more, um, more relevant to, to you because the, va- the fact is sometimes we cannot be prepared. It's good to be. I think it's good. It's good to make lists. good to be prepared. Uh, on the flip side of that, and I'm sure you know this. There's people on our staff, people that I've uh, worked with, people that work underneath me, and there there is no organization in their life, and that's not good either. But I think a healthy balance is what good, what's good. But you have some stories on not just spice rack and vitamin deals, but you have life changes that happen to you. You have career decisions that were made, ministry decisions, think family decisions, things that have changed your life that you weren't necessarily planning for, you weren't necessarily prepared for, but you're doing it. And we'd like to hear some of those things. Well, man will make his plans, but the Lord will direct his steps. And I have had a lot of big ideas. You know, I uh, I think in back in the early 2000s, I was working for a company, um, vice president of sales and marketing, and that company was going to going to make me a millionaire within five years. Um, it's been about 15 years. I'm still about a million dollars short, <laughs> you know, but uh, I think maybe consistency is the key, you know, we'll just keep plugging away at that. But that that was a plan that came completely crashing, crashing down and apart. And that wasn't what God had for me at all. And over my lifetime, I've just learned to um, hold my plans loosely. Mm and be ready for the change up. 
Um, so do you by nature alphabetize your, your vitamins or no? You know, I, uh, I don't alphabetize my vitamins and, um, Kristen would probably be horrified if she knew that my vitamin C was actually in an ibuprofen bottle oh. because there was room in there. She would break out in hives if she heard I mean, that. I, I know where they are, right. you know, and you know, it's not going to hurt you or kill you, whether you take an ibuprofen or a vitamin C. Right, so what's right. the problem? Well, yeah, I guess this just, hopefully the... Hopefully it's just ibuprofen and vitamin C that are getting switched up because if you if you put the um, oh that's the, this is the on air version I can't tell vitamin, you the real yeah, story right. but don't put like your vitamin I've D got, in the X lax bottle I've, that wouldn't be good I've got my malaria pills in the you know in the muscle <laughs> relaxer bottle it's it's not good it's not good but so okay so you're not the vi- alphabetized the vitamin did you as a young guy was was the flip side of that was the other extreme something you had to overcome was was complacency or disorganization, something you had to discipline in yourself, or did you always have a decent balance between the two? It was organization, administration, lists, um, the, uh, the concept of, you know, doing something, uh, linear where one thing builds upon another had to be learned for me. That didn't come real naturally. Right. Right. Um, but I did learn that. Now let's let's it's talk. Let's, okay, let's talk about one of those life changes because, although, and I don't know that we have. Maybe if you want to touch on this, we don't have uh, enough time to go too deep into the story. But addiction was something that you overcame as a young believer, right? I did, but um, it's not something you were planning on doing as a as a not ministry, as a career, or anything like that. Not at all. I I left it in the past, and what I was, was your twenties. Yeah, okay. at, ni- at 19 years old, um, I, I, um, I was alone. I was suicidal. I was very de- depressed. Um, I was uh, an alcoholic, and then I wasn't. I had just, I had, I had uh, given my life to God and just never looked back. I, I just left that past in the past, never, never thinking that I would you know, um, have a career right. in, a, in addiction or yeah. recovery at all. I was more focused on um, children's ministry, youth group, um, raising, uh, raising up the next generation of young people. And, and I was an orphanage guy. I, my plan was to go all over the world and start orphanages. Wow. So when I got the call to um, actually from your dad, Joe, and I was offered this position. I told him, no, uh, it's not really my wheelhouse. I'd be happy to go up and help and teach. But, right. um, I, I just, he, he asked me to pray about it. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, knowing who he was and the caliber of man he was, I decided to honor the man's request. And I, I did pray about it. And I went from, a no to, I think I'm really supposed to do this mm. to, wow, I, I hope when I call back that the offer still stands because now I want to do it. Wow. And so there was an entire internal, internal shift. And I, but let's talk about that sh- internal shift for a second, because this is where people are at. It's a great, this, the renovation house story is a tremendous story. And, and everybody uh, around our campuses, a lot of our listeners have heard about Renovation House, but they don't know the deep, deep details of the story of it, which maybe we could even record a, a, another one one day with you and 
Paul Sears, who's the director of the Perth Amboy location, and we can go into detail on the story. But um, although that's incredible, a lot of people are right where you just said, where you were at that moment, they've been there on life decisions that were not being expected. Like we're not talking about you were, you know, you were, um, you were a, a waiter and you were planning on working at uh, Longhorn, but instead uh, an opportunity came up and you went to work at uh, Texas Roadhouse. You know, this is like two different worlds. Like the world of, of addiction is a far cry from, you know, youth ministry or orphanages or whatever. I mean, they're both ministry, but these are two completely different planets. So go talk a little bit about that internal struggle that was happening. What did you do first? You mentioned you prayed about it. Did you think about it first? Did you talk about it with your wife first? Did you pray about it? Did you panic? Did you have a peace? Like, how did you get from, okay, this is a possible life decision that I'm not prepared for. I was not expecting. I was not planning for to, okay, I'm going to make a call back and hope the offer is still there. How, how long was that process and what are the steps you took to wrap your head around that? The process took a week. I got a phone call before, um, before I was leaving for um, vacation. Um, my family and I, we were going to the Outer Banks and I, I had some time set aside that corresponded with, um, you know, the invitation to come on board at Renovation House. And I, I fasted heavily. I, I prayed. I stayed through. I would stay up through, through the night and just really um, hold, held myself before God and... Um, I think that it's really important that every now and then we take a look at our life, the direction it's going, and just be willing to lay it all out on the table and say, God, this is, here is my life. Yeah. Here is all of the components of it. Take away those things that don't belong. And is there anything that I'm doing that I shouldn't be doing? And would you have me do something that I'm currently not doing mm. and be willing to let those things go that shouldn't be there right? and be absolutely willing to take on those things that the Lord would have us do? Do you feel like right now you're doing what God designed you to do in this moment, in this season of your life? You feel like you're doing what God orchestrated you to do? Without question. So that's incredible. And I want to ask you a question. As a, as a pastor as a ministry director, as an overseer of, of rehabilitation and helping men. I'm, I was sitting at, at, at a restaurant this past Sunday, and family and friends were there that aren't familiar with the Renovation House story or maybe just know it loosely through the grapevine. And uh, we had a little get-together for, for uh, a party for my son, and I started sharing with them that the owner of this restaurant, which is an incredible restaurant, great food, great design, great atmosphere, and in a very affluent area, a tough area to make it in the restaurant business. Sounds, Madison, like, Harvest, uh, sounds like Harvest Bistro over there in sounds Madison. Sounds exactly like Harvest Bistro. And I was sharing with them that the owner, who actually has been on one of our previous podcasts, I think the title was The Age of Entrepreneurs, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Tushar Patel, the owner, also James Arsini, COO of VaynerMedia for Gary Vaynerchuk, who a lot of uh, listeners also listen to 
Gary Vee's podcast. He's got a few more subscribers than we do. Um, not too many more, but uh, the, James and Tushar were on a different uh, episode that we'd love, love you to listen to that one. Scroll up after this and, and check that one out too. But I was sharing with some of my friends and family that Tushar, the owner of this restaurant, is a graduate of Renovation House. You helped rehabilitate him. You mentored him. You're still a mentor to him. You helped him do a 180-degree turn on his life. Now, now obviously, the Lord is 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 the number one for, for that, but you're the number two, you know? And, and it's an incredible, incredible thing that f- the fruit that's come from your life is incredible, but a lot of people I've found in ministry, and it's not a condescending statement, it's not a judgmental statement, it's a, it's, a, it's a thing that I've discovered that people have told me, if I had a dime for every time someone told me, unfortunately, I'd be rich, that they don't feel like they're doing what God created them to do. They look back at 40 or 50 years old and say, I missed it. I, I think God called me to something that I, that I missed. What do you say to people that feel like they're not doing what God created them to do? Faith is risky. Take a step. Take a chance. Um, God is sovereign enough to fix our failures. He's sovereign enough to, I kind of sometimes look at it like bumper bowling. You know, um, we have the, uh, you know, um, we have the bumpers up and we're going to take a shot at the pins. And yeah, it, it, it might go in the gutter, but God is sovereign enough as, as long as we're willing to throw the ball down the lane. Mm-hmm. You know, we might bounce off a few times, right. but will accomplish something sure. instead of just holding the ball. Right, right. And going through life and not really doing anything with it. And I love that you, word that you're using risk because that applies to anything. If there's no risk, take a there's chance. no reward. Do do something. You're qualified. If you have called on the name of Jesus, right. If you carry his spirit within you, you are made and qualified to do something with your life mm. that involves touching the rest of this world. Um, take upon yourself the responsibility of somebody else's life. Maybe God has a, a Tushar in your life that you could reach out to, that you could mentor, that you could um, be a friend to. Um, Tushar started as a as a, as a man who was, you know, homeless and broken and um, addicted to alcohol, he was my student and became uh, a colleague and, and, then, and then a friend. Um, God will add to our lives. He will add to our churches these, these, these people that will come across our, fa- our paths. Just take a risk. Step out. Say something. Nobody... Nobody says, I love you, like you say, I love you. God has made that unique to you, and somebody needs to hear your voice. And he, he was homeless, addicted to alcohol, broken. And this is how many years ago? Three and a half, This four? is three, four years ago. The man is a restaurant owner in one of the, the, the wealthiest towns in New Jersey and doing well, thriving business. And it's, I think he just bought a townhouse. He just bought it. Just bought a home overlooking the water, which is awesome. You know, yeah. in Perth Amboy, because he loves the ministry and just wants to give back to, to the other campus. And I know he's up with you a lot. But let's let's let let's 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 think about this for a second. Who knows if he would have made it 
if not for Jesus, but if not for you. The risk that you took, the fear that you probably felt and the confusion at the time that the offer was put in front of you to go into this type of ministry career decision, the fact that you didn't let it freak you out, you weren't the fact that you, just the fact that you weren't prepared for it didn't make you run for the hills, but you said yes to the call. This has affected this is just one man that this is just one person's life that we're talking about. There's been dozens and dozens. But think about this. Who knows if he would have made it if it wasn't for you saying yes. And 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 the same goes to to the to you guys, you know, listening today. Who knows how many one of my favorite movies of all time and it's we're not too far from from there now with the holidays coming up. I love 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 the movie It's a Wonderful Life. And it's one of my favorite holiday movies which was never even supposed to be a successful film. If you know the back, the backdrop and the backstory of it, of it, it wasn't supposed to be a Christmas film, and it wasn't even supposed to be successful. And actually, it wasn't successful. It wasn't until years and years, decades later, that it, that it uh, became this, this classic Christmas movie. But the theme of that is a theme I believe in life today for many people, not knowing how many lives are linked to your own, and not just to your life. I mean, it's good to, it's good to, to, to have the attitude you know, a smile goes a long way. Just smile at someone. It could change your life. I believe in that. I believe we should smile at people and talk to people and be friendly with people. But we're talking bigger picture here. We're talking life decisions that we're not prepared for at times could could literally be linked to saving other people's lives. This is I'm interviewing a man now. I'm, we're recording with a man now who the fact that he didn't let an unprepared opportunity in life, uh, something that he was unprepared for, not planning for, the fact that he didn't let that make him disconnect from the call has literally helped save lives. Not a, not a, not a, not in a metaphor way. It's, it's people's lives have been saved from death. So what, what's God speaking to you? What's an opportunity that you're faced with? What's a family decision, a career decision, a ministry decision that's been put in front of you that you're not necessarily prepared for, you're not necessarily planning for, but is it something that is supposed to happen? Uh, what would you say to people that feel like they've blown it in this area? People that maybe 10, 15, 20, 25 years ago missed the boat with something that God wanted them to do, something that was connected to their destiny. Is it too late for them? Is it just, well, I guess that's you know, that's if life. there is still breath in your lungs and you are above ground, there is time. There's absolutely time to reach out, grab a hold of something, take a chance, take a risk. Um, faith is also actionable. It does something. Right, right. And God is sovereign enough to see you all the way through it. I think it ought to be a little scary. Right. I think it ought to be a little overwhelming. I think we ought to be qualified because if we think that we got it, then we've got it. Um, you know, there's that slow the cliche going around that says, you've got this. Well, let me just tell you something. I've got nothing. I'm not qualified to handle anything. God's got this. And when you move forward in that, then God gets the credit, God gets the glory, and he gets the work done because we're, we're fallible. And if... Um, you know, on, on the front end of something, if you think you've got it all locked up, 
um, I have found that it it's not going to go according to my plan anyway. Right. I tell people when I'm going to take them on a missions trip, Joe, you know, that lots of people want the plan. Like, what's our itinerary? Where we're going to go? What are we going to do? How long are we going to be in this spot? How long are we going to be in that pot spot? You know, uh, can you email me that? Yeah. And I say, sure, and and keep it. You know, take it with you. Take the itinerary with you in case we run out of toilet paper because mm. that's probably all it's going to be good for. Mm. Man will make his plans, but the Lord will direct his steps. And if you're um, going to be used by him, called by him, he's going to change you up probably many times over. Get used to it and get comfortable with the um, spontaneity yeah. of the Spirit of God and His leading and His so guiding. So good, so good. Um, I want to share one thing with you real quick because um, we got to close this uh, this recording session, but it's something that God showed me the other day along these lines that you'll appreciate because you're a father of four, right? Four. Yeah, so am I. Four no more. I've learned in life for myself um, to not ask God why when something negative happens. For me, if I start asking why and I don't get the answer I'm looking for, it's not a good uh, place for me to be emotionally or mentally. So I choose to try to trust and, and be thankful and rejoice regardless of what the situation is. And there's really very few situations in life that I don't have closure on. There's very few areas that I don't feel are buttoned up. But one thing, I, I, I can't go into the whole story, but one thing that I've always felt, it doesn't keep me up at night, but I've, I've felt like I need an answer on it, is um, when I was dating my, my then-girlfriend, which became my fiancé, which became my wife, uh, back in 2006, um, I talk about risks. I took a ride out one day to this little country town about 35 minutes from the church, and I was working full-time. I was working several part-time jobs as well as well as a full-time job. And I was saving rigorously to try to buy a home or something and propose to my wife, to my girlfriend. And I still don't know how the bank approved me for a mortgage back then, but I did. And I, I, I bought a home. And this is when the real estate economy was ticking upwards. Every month, the property value of homes are going up, 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 up. And I bought this home, was approved for a mortgage. It took every penny I, I had saved for a down payment, and it was going to take every penny, literally every penny that I made on a monthly basis to pay for this home. But the plan was not to, to live there. I was trying to probably be a little bit too shrewd for my own good at 20 years old. And I said, this is, I'm going to buy this home. I'm going to propose to my wife. We're going to be engaged for a year, and then I'll sell it next year, and I'll make 20 or 30 or 40 grand, right? Well, Within two weeks from closing on that house, the real estate market crashed. And that house depreciated probably $100,000 over the course of two weeks. Ouch. And we really didn't have much of a choice but to, but to, to, stay, but to live there. There was no option of selling. Welcome to your forever home. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Don't, uh, again, don't, don't let Kristen hear this <laughs> podcast because she's looking to move closer to the church. But... There's a point in all this because I questioned internally many times, God, why did you allow me to make this decision? I prayed about it. I, I fasted about it. I was, you know, I was, this was the biggest life decision I had made at that point. And I'm driving in the car with her yesterday because, again, the plan was sell this home and then you go and, and probably get a one-bedroom condo or something like that and you get married. 
And I've questioned why, and I felt the Lord speak to me as I was driving the other day in my Dodge Durango uh, eight-seater, or uh, six-seater, rather, and I've got all four of my kids taking up every seat in the car, and I felt him say to me, if you did that plan, if you lived, if you sold that home and you moved into a one-bedroom condo, you never, ever in a million years would have had this family. Mm, and it good. was like a 315-pound a barbell during bench press lifted off my, my chest. And I said, wow, because I know me and I know Kristen. We are planners. We would have never felt like we would have been able to handle that. And, well, maybe you would have moved, maybe you wouldn't. Whatever the case may be, that home, although financially may not have been the best situation for us at the time because of the economy, that home provided an opportunity for us to have four kids in six years. And I can't picture my, we can't picture our lives without any of those kids. Right. It would have never happened if it wasn't for being in quotes stuck right. in that four bedroom home. You know what I'm saying? And w- when you're not prepared, when you're not planning for something, you never know what God has up his sleeve. That's right. And he sets us up sometime. He does. Jehovah he, sneaky. <laughs> he he sets us. What's that in the Greek? I I'm not sure. <laughs> we look. We'll, that'll be your next podcast. So go out and buy a home that you're not you can't afford, right? Uh, <laughs> uh I, I don't I don't want to authorize that. Yeah, I'm not sure I endorse. can. I can't endorse that statement. God, listen, here's the bottom line. Trust, Just put on a credit card. Yeah. Oh yeah. Even better. Just even better. <laughs> Trust God. He comes through. This has been great today. Thank you so much, John, for coming in. Would you would you be interested? Can we get you back in? Maybe go into the renovation house story and the history on it a little bit, maybe in the next few months. Anytime, be happy to. Great stuff. Renovationhouse.org. Yes, sir. Renovationhouse.org. Renovation House Spencer New York on Facebook. Um, stay connected, stay in touch. Thank you for listening to Speak Salt. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.